you know, grades were secondary for a lot of people and where they put the kingdom first, right? You you just assumed that it was more important. Like, who cares about getting an A in this class, even though you're paying thousands of dollars for it? The most important thing is that you find somebody in that class to baptize. Is that right or wrong? Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Cousin Eddie. And together, we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin. I would say more so when I got into campus, but I, um, but what, it, what year, what year I, is that? What year is that? Um, towards the end of 2004. So I had just graduated from high school, started, started college. I was living at home. I never lived in a campus household or anything like that. So, you know, um, hindsight being 2020, I thank God for that. Or so, but I'll tell you where I should have noticed the red flags and I largely ignored it is um, I noticed that when I would, when I was, when I started doing my Bible studies, this is just going back to, you know, to the beginning here. I hadn't, I had a new American standard uh, Bible and that I brought with me to, to my first Bible study. And after that, it went to NIV because they basically told me that, or at least they highly encouraged that I should use this version. Right, the New Over. International Version of the Bible, which was that the version that that the church widely used. Why should that have been a red flag for you? Why do you say that now? I mean, the Bible's Bible, whether it's the King James Version, the English Standard Version, the uh, NIV. Uh, I think even NASCAR has a version of the Bible. But did you, you say know, NASCAR? It, it, I was at a Barnes and Noble one time, and there was uh, they were selling by. Um, the Holy Bible, but it was like the NASCAR edition. I guess it had pictures of race cars. What? Uh, I thought that was, I thought that was funny. <laughs> was the wording different or it was just packaged differently? What are we talking about? Um, I never picked it up and looked at it. I just, I just looked at the cover and I was like, wow, that is uh that's pretty weird. Oh, that's funny, man. That's funny. You know, it, it's interesting that you mentioned this, this, this concept of, of, of different Bibles, right? Um, for the audience, for those who don't know, there are many different versions of the Bible. And even though, Eric, you and I, we might take that for granted because we know this, there's a lot of people that don't. And even though the same information is in the Bible, it's presented in a different way, right? So, Eric, real quick, I'm going to tell you a little story. My um, One of my most favorite books ever is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by Jules Verne. Have you ever read it? No, but I've heard of the book. Yeah, great, great book. One of my favorites. And um, and my son and I, my oldest son, we we uh, we read together, right? Every so often, we'll have like a little book club thing. And one day, I introduced him to Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. So I have my copy here at home, but I went to uh, Barnes and Noble to buy him his own copy so that we can read it together. And when I came home. Can I tell you that the version he had was different from the version I had? Like, I'm reading it, and the wording was different. And I didn't understand what the hell this was about. So, 
Yeah, that's it's weird, right? So I was like, all right, this, I was like, this is clearly the wrong one. So I went back to Barnes and Noble and got another version, and the version that I got was different from the ver- from the version that I had just returned. And different from the version that I had originally. So now it's three books, same title, <laughs> same story, different words. And I'm like, what the hell? And then it dawned on me, Eric. The book was originally written in French in 1870. And as you may or may not know, languages don't always translate at face value, do they? Nope, especially when it come, when you can trace the origins of the Bible, um, you know, starting I believe from Hebrew to Greek, and then from Greek to English, and then from English to you know all these other different languages, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and even even the English language uh, they they spoke differently back in the eighteen hundreds versus today. Yes, yes, right. So 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 here it is the same the same concept of this different version of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea that just baffled me. It's the same way with with these different versions of the Bible, I think, where they're all the same. They all have the same content, but sometimes it's just worded differently. And I I, I don't know why that is, but the, the, the church, our church was particular on using one version of the Bible. And Eric, you thought that that should have been a red flag for you. Were there any other red flags that you that you noticed or that um, you did notice and and just put in the back of your mind or anything like that? I would say in particular, um, one of the studies that I had done was a sin study. <clears throat> okay. Or I believe they called it lightness and darkness. I mean, it's been it has been fifteen years, so I. Oh no 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 no! Uh, Those are that's no 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 sin and repentance and then light and dark. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say, forgive me if I don't have that uh, the name of that uh, of that particular study uh, down to the T. But what I do remember about the study was that you know um, they they always insisted um, having someone else take notes for you so that you can basically focus on the studies. <laughs> I remember that. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Drew, so this guy drew, um, so this guy drew a picture of a little circle that's supposed to represent all the dirt that I did in my life or sin. He drew a bigger circle that represented him, and then he drew an even bigger circle that represented the person that was uh, that was leading the study. And he said that even though we all have done dirt, or we or we all we all have sin, you know, they started they used this to justify us. They all fall short of the glory of God. And my critical thinking skills weren't up to par as a 15 year old as it was when I was in college, even today. I mean, dude, 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 you were a kid. Forgive yourself. You you were a kid. Go on, go on. Yeah. So (laughs) you mean to tell me that someone, let's just say someone who shoplifts because they're, you know, because they're hungry and they're trying to feed themselves is equally as bad as someone who murdered another person or let's, or let's just take this a step further. Someone who killed someone in self-defense is equally as bad in their eyes to someone of the caliber of Jim Jones, Adolf Hitler, Charlie Manson. And they, and they used the, they do a really good job in using the Bible to justify all this, that, you know, you, you know, sin is sin and, you know, it's, 
it's all it's all bad whether you're, you know it's the smallest little sin to the you know to the biggest biggest thing you can imagine and they did a really good job in use um using mental gymnastics to whenever you had a follow-up question or whether you had whether you started to think of um think of something different or start to think for yourself to make they always they always use that as a way to either go in or evade that question. You, you mentioned the word mental gymnastics. What did that look like with the church? Um, an example of that would be, let's just, let's just use mental health. I've seen, um, I've, I've heard a couple of your previous podcasts and that seems to be the topic of, of discussion. So someone who struggles with depression, Oh, you're not depressed. You need to read your Bible more. You need to read, you need to read these scriptures. You need to read Judges and Numbers, and you need to read the Great Commission, and you just need to be happy and pray about it. That's what I mean by mental gymnastics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I think that was well said. Good example, man. Really good example. So, so these are the red flags. You're noticing them, right? But, but we stayed, right? We, we stayed throughout it all. But then you finally yeah. left. You finally left in 2006. So this tell- was, um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say you left in 2006 and, uh, and why? I just, I just got tired. I mean, to frankly put it, I got tired of the bullshit that they would always pull not only on myself, but on other people. Make no mistake about this. This church is all about marketing, branding, and essentially they're all, you know, they're all about getting their name out there. So I think you mentioned in a previous, uh, podcast there, um, or actually, no, it was, it was actually a recap. Um, guy wearing the Hope Worldwide shirt at uh, 9-11. <laughs> I mean, look, I laugh at it now, but I was so angry at the moment, but go, go ahead, man. Yes. I recall the moment. Yeah. There were members there that that's all that they wore. You, they wore that shirt so much that you started to think that that was the only shirt that they owned. And you know, they barbecue stains, they had, you know, they had the armpit stains, everything. And it's just like, man, like, change your shirt. But really, um, and, and, and I digress from that. Um, um, when I, when I first started to notice when, um, when it was time to go was when I got into, when I got into the campus ministry. Oh, campus ministry. So, yep. 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 For the college students, we out here. Uh-huh. I was still living at home, so and this is when I started to, I guess, somewhat engage in duplicitous behavior, uh, meaning that I would be that Sunday, midweek, Friday, you know, disciple. Oh, you know, Amen, and preach it, brother. And you know, during for, first during of the all, other for, uh, <laughs> first of all, first of all, I, I I didn't know you were gonna get all Hulk Hogan on us and the way you said brother there. I didn't know you did that. <laughs> <laughs> right <I know. laughs> no but there there's some members of this church that um that were as charismatic as as hogan so <laughs> yeah you know what you're right <laughs> you're right <laughs> there was definitely some hulkamaniac action going on over there man 100 percent, man 100 percent. yeah especially yeah. under the least likely of members you're like whoa like that guy you look at that guy like from afar a guy looks the guy looks weak. The guy looks like a twig boy, but man, that he, that person's got some uh, charisma like no other. And nah, he, knows how to, he knows how to draw a crowd. 
Yeah, and 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 the crowd loved it, right? It seemed that way, right? Like we 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 loved it at some point. Like whatever's that they were saying, that's what I'm saying. We were the Hulkamaniacs uh in a little bit, man. Like I yep. almost felt like at some point, <laughs> almost felt like at some point, I felt like at some point the uh the um whoever the speaker was, they could have done the Hulk Hogan thing with the ear where he turns his arm, turn, twists his twists his his hand around and then puts his hand to his ear. And the crowd would have went nuts, nuts. Oh yeah, you know. Make but, no mistake about it. <laughs> make no mistakes, man. Make no mistakes. But but go on. So we're talking about when you decided it was time to go. So when it was time to go, that's when I had you know gone through the or when I was in the campus ministry. I noticed that the more time that I would spend on you know trying to make sure that my grades were good. Um, making sure that, you know, that I was, that I was hitting, you know, decent enough marks and track to, in cross country to where I can move on to a university and be able to compete at the NCAA level was when I noted, was when I started to notice that some of the members that, you know, that were my friends in quotes started to shun me. I stopped getting invited to uh, certain events that were um, that were not sponsored by the church. So, why why do they you shun know, you? I wasn't studying the Bible with forty six people a month. These guys would brag about studying the Bible with all these people, and and I use the word forty six as just kind of um, an example there. But they, you know, they and they were trying to get on the spiritual honor roll, and these guys <laughs> were some of these guys were not good examples in the classroom. They would get forty six percent on their English exam, and they just they're just like, oh well, you know, seek the kingdom first. Yeah, it's like no, yeah. you're you're in college for you're in college for a purpose. If you're not there to learn and and get a degree, then then go do something else. Like there's no there there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's yeah. I, I definitely have experienced that with with a lot of people that were in the campus ministry. You know, grades were grades were secondary. You know, grades were secondary for a lot of people and where they put the kingdom first. Right. You you just assumed that it was more important. Like, who cares about getting an A in this class, even though you're paying thousands of dollars for it? The most important thing is that you find somebody in that class to baptize. Is that right or wrong? Absolutely. You're 100% on point on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was and that was to the detriment of a lot of people's uh, uh, college uh, career or education. You were saying. Yeah. And I did share my faith. Mm -hmm. I did invite people, but I didn't shun them when they said no. I was still their friends. Of course. They had, um, you know. Some of these guys were my teammates. Some of these guys were my lab partners for a science class. So I had to, at some point, be able to, you know, develop a friendship with them. And, and in their eyes, they were like, well, if they're not open, then you just need to move on. And, you know, you just need to seek the kingdom first. And I started hearing all, all, all of this bullshit about not seeking the kingdom first. And, you know, I wanna, I wanna, apparently my salvation. Go ahead. I want to talk more about this shunning, though. Like, who was shunning you? Uh, members. So current members were shunning you towards the end because you were not, you were not what? I wasn't drawing a crowd. I wasn't, um, I wasn't putting asses in seats so, week in and week out. <laughs> so how did the shunning look though? What did that look like? So the way, 
they wouldn't go out of their way to say hi to me. And I, and, and I'm not going to say every one in the campus did, did this. I did have some friends that, you know, regardless of what was going on in my life or how I was feeling, you know, they did take the time, but I would say more, more so the ones that are, you know, we're going to call this on the spiritual honor rule. So they began yeah, to see you as not a committed member, not totally committed. Yeah, but I also yeah. had, I also had some sort of, um, some sort of attraction, and and like I said, make no mistake about it, these guys are all about marketing and branding. I was I was on the cross country and track team at my junior college, and they used that as a way, and as they would with you know, with, with, with any, anybody else that has that sort of attraction as a way to, you know, bring them, you know, bring new members. So if they have, so if they meet someone that's an athlete, they can turn around and say, Oh, well, we got someone that's a member. He, you know, he's on, he's on the track team, at, you know, at the junior college. And then I know, I also noticed that I always got introduced to the new people and it was always, I was always introduced as Eric, the runner, Eric, the track star. Yeah. You know, Eric, yeah. In, um, in, as, as we're recording this, um, season one hasn't finished yet, right? So you've heard the uh, you've heard some of the recaps, and even in one of the most uh, recent episodes, we we talked about this term uh, in air quotes now, the sharp guy, right? And we try to we try to tell people what that was, and you were always looking after the sharp guy, trying to baptize the sharp guy, and. You being a successful high school and now college athlete would definitely qualify as being sharp because we would use the sharp. The sharp guy was a marketing strategy. It was a marketing tool. It was like, yeah. hey, look, 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 man, we're, we're disciples here. We're all nations. And now we have this young man who is a track runner and a track star. So we're not all weirdos and zeros. Nah, we got people here that are ambitious, people that are talented, people that are attractive. Don't you want to join yeah. us? Don't you want to go running with this guy? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's not just running either. It's um, that's I'm in places like New York and L.A. And you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you're you were out of New York, but they did have a, a ministry where it was basically uh, either art, sports and media or, or media sports and art. However, however that's worded. Yeah. Yeah. Where, they had something like that. Yeah. Where you would have these, um, sometimes there were actors, models, um, that, you know, that were members. Yeah. And that was kind of a way that they used it as, you know, as marketing. Yeah. Say, hey, yeah. without this person, this person's a member. Yeah, I, and, um, I, I remember in L.A. In L.A., they had something corny called the uh, the uh, I think it was called the Cross and Switchblade Ministry. You ever heard of that? Yeah, I think that was out of South Central. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on, man, yep. come on. You know, they're playing on the whole gang mentality thing or or whatever. Like, get out of here with that shit. Switchblade. Yeah, Shut just up. An, just another way to. Just another way to mark to yeah, to market the everyday man, or yeah, or you know if you're if you're if you're thugging, you're, you know this is a way to market them to you know to have a relationship with Jesus, or to make themselves look cool. 
Yeah. Right? Or to make themselves look cool, make the church look cool. Like, hey, man, look, we got everybody here. But anyhow, anyhow, so these people begin to shun you, and and you feel that. So what made you just say, you know what? I'm out of here. When they've done it too much. So to, before I get into that, let me say that the some of these guys, some of these same people that would shun me and would kind of ignore me, then to where to which I would, you know, just kind of stop going to a service or I'll miss it midweek because I was just I was just too busy. I wanted to get more rest for a test or I wanted to make sure that I was rested for practice because we had practice at seven thirty in the morning. Some of these same guys would call me and say, Hey, we miss you, brother, and you know, we you know, want to, you know, want to see you. Can we hang out? You know, could we, could we do this? And, you know, you know, me being, you know, me being taught to forgive others when others have done you wrong. I'm like, sure. Why not? So then they'll, they'll get to a point where, you know, I'm starting to feel a little better spiritually. Then they go back to shunning me again. So when that happened too much, I was like, yeah, man, I, I need to, I need to get away from this, but I do guess a think- really, uh, go ahead. Do you think you would have, you think you would have left if they were not shunning you? Do you think you would have stayed around? Next time on the reclamation. Yeah, she yeah, okay. and the um, the way that she said it was uh, was a bit odd. She's like, yeah, I got invited to this thing called the Bible talk. Like she was unfamiliar with the terminology, but. I sure as hell was familiar with it. And I was like, huh, I wonder what church they go to. I was like, that. Did, did it bring that, you back to ICOC right away? 